0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome to Happy Class. This is a special bonus series of the Live Free Creative Podcast, where I, Miranda Anderson, give you a little bit of an inside scoop into my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program at UPenn. I am going to spend the 2022-2023 school year diving deep into the science of well-being, answering the question, what makes life worth living? And I'm excited to share little bits and pieces along the way with you. So whether you're interested in what's it like being in graduate school as an almost 40-year-old, or if you, like me, are interested in living a little bit better life, I hope that you'll enjoy these quick, thoughtful insights as to the things that I'm learning and what I think about them. Hop into my backpack. Let's head on in to Happy Class. Week three of Happy Class. This is still a distance learning period, so I think I have two more weeks before I am back to digital classes. In this digital learning period, there's actually been a lot more interaction with my cohort and my instructors than I had previously expected. I have had several conference calls, Zoom meetings, a group project where we got on Zoom with just my small cohort. I have turned in several assignments and papers. I actually have a paper due tomorrow. I have another one due in just a couple days. And there's a lot of work (laughs) happening. (laughs) I think I may have mentioned last week that I totally underestimated the amount of work and actual time involved in the the week-to-week day-to-day sustaining of this program it's a very rigorous program and I'm happy that it is I feel like I am definitely going to emerge an entirely different person than I am now just by sheer breadth and depth of understanding we have looked at so many different articles, learn so many different things. In addition to reading it, we go into these really fun discussion groups and and talk about it and share ideas and bounce theories around. I'm thrilled. It's been really great. I definitely am mentally and physically preparing for my next on-site because it's a really, really intensive weekend, and so I want to make sure that I have Cleared my plate, cleared my space. I actually think that I'm going to be out of town, like take myself out of town. There's a conference happening in New York City the next time that I have on site. And it might be a good opportunity to go up and see some friends, go to dinner, and then be in class where I don't have any other responsibilities except for being in class in the evenings. I mean, how fun. In the evenings, I could go get a fun dinner in Manhattan, and then come back, sleep in a comfy ho- hotel bed, and go to class. <laughs> we'll see. That's a tentative plan for right now for my next on-site. As far as today's happy class insider research information, I have been mulling over this study that I read a couple months ago in preparation for my 1st onsite. And it's something that I keep thinking about. I think it has so many practical applications and I talked to Dave about it at length and I think that it's a really interesting and important idea. And the research was done by Patty Van Kapelen, Elise Rice, Lana Catalino, and Barbara Fredrickson. The study is from 2018 it's called positive effective processes underlie positive health behavior change it's kind of a mouthful and it's quite a long article to be honest what it does is pull in recent research around people's motivation to maintain healthy behaviors now think about that for a second what motivates people to maintain healthy behaviors we of course all would say that Performing healthy behaviors is good for us. Eating nutritious foods, moving our bodies, uh, doing you know certain self-care exercises, healthy behaviors that are you know widely accepted and evidence-based to show that they are indeed healthy and good for us, are good for us. So why do so many of us know what we could do in order to be more healthy, and yet we don't always do them? So that's kind of the question. At the heart of this study, what motivates people to perform or engage in healthy behaviors? And I think that a lot of us assume that A, we know it's good for us and so that should motivate us to do it because of our knowledge or understanding, or B, that we feel better later. Right? How many of you have said, I don't really feel like going on a run or going to the gym, but I know it's going to feel better later, so I'm going to do it? Well, this research introduces an interesting idea that it may not be the feels better later or that I know that I should, so I'm going to, but in fact, the enjoyment of the behavior itself in the process of doing it that makes the impact how many of you exercise in ways that you really don't like how many of you have chosen healthy foods when you're you know eating a new meal plan that you you don't they're not your favorite but you know they're healthy so you're going to kind of like hold your nose and shovel them down this research is suggesting that that might not be the best way to stay motivated in fact There's an introduction in this article of an upward spiral that happens in our lives with our health behaviors when we enjoy them as we're doing them. When we're choosing exercise, for example, that we enjoy the process of, we are more likely to think about it when we're not doing it in in a happy way. We're more likely then to feel better and look forward to doing it. We're more likely to continue. And as we continue, we know that we get the physiological benefits of being active, of our heart rate decreasing, our heart health improving, our ability and capacity for strength changing and growing. And then those things in turn help us feel even better about it and do even better the next time and look forward to it even more. The real problem that many of us may have that we just didn't know we had is that we haven't found the thing that we like. We haven't found the thing that we enjoy for its own sake. I think right now especially, wellness is a billion-dollar industry. Health and wellness is like tippy top of the pyramid of what is cutting edge right now. And we may have put what counts, quote unquote, counts as exercise into a box. We may have put what counts as healthy eating into a box. And I want to just use this happy class to open up this box with you, with curiosity. Are there things that you enjoy doing, that move your body in interesting and healthful ways that you don't consider exercise. And if you did allow yourself to consider those things activity that improved your wellness, would you be willing to give yourself a little more time on them? Some things that come to mind for me are walking, which I've talked a lot about walking on the main podcast. I love going on a walk. And there is just mountains of research that show that even just a 30 minute walk every day improves every aspect of your health. I mean, it just is astronomical the amount of wellness that you invite into your life through the simple door of going for a walk. And yet, so many of us, myself included, I am handfully raised here, have considered going on a walk not rigorous enough or not. Uh, dynamic enough to count when we count it out even if we enjoy it as not worth it we're much less likely to then do it but what if we invited ourselves to consider what we like spending our time on how we like moving our bodies maybe that's gardening maybe it's dancing in the kitchen maybe it's going on a walk maybe it's jazzercise There's an actual operating Jazzercise gym right next to the CrossFit gym that I go to. And I mean, Jazzercise has been around for so long, and I'm so happy for all of these women. They're mostly women. They're mostly probably in their 60s and 70s who go to Jazzercise every day, and they just dance it out. They enjoy it, and so they continue doing it. What if we just recognized that it might not be enough for us to like it later, for us to like how it feels after? What if we allowed ourselves to choose healthy behaviors that we like right now? Can you think of some things that you really like that actually are, are healthy behaviors, activities, or certain types of foods that you like that would be considered healthy, you know, whole foods? And How often do you incorporate those? Do you count them out as not important? I think if we approach this question of what do we like doing and how can we increase our enjoyment of the things we do as we're doing it with the intention that we are activating this upward spiral. Maybe maybe you want to like go on a bike ride and you like bike riding but you don't love it. You don't like it enough to like make it really, really pleasurable what could you do in addition to the bike ride maybe it's listening to an amazing book while you go on your bike ride maybe it's playing some great music maybe it's driving to a trail where you can ride your bike in this phenomenal nature with the leaves changing what can you do to enjoy more the healthy activities that you are choosing or what would you like to do that you have decided doesn't count because it's not, you know, in yoga pants, are there things that you're counting yourself out from maybe because you think you like them too much? Like it can't count as exercise because I'm enjoying myself. What if we're all wrong about that? What if this study is right? Uh, in fact, they're you know, they're, they're showing through research that when people, I'm going to quote this article when people associate enjoyment with the thought of engaging in a health behavior they are more likely both to intend to engage in that health behavior and to actually engage in it this effect of positive affective attitudes that a behavior is seen as enjoyable has been found to be even stronger than the effects of a positive cognitive attitude which means that a behavior is seen as beneficial so it's more important that you see the behavior as enjoyable than that you see it as beneficial. Seeing it as enjoyable is more likely to bring you in, to actually accomplishing it, than if you just think it's beneficial, but you don't enjoy it. Here's another important bit here. This theory holds that To the extent that positive affect is experienced during a new health behavior, it creates non-conscious motives for that activity, which grow stronger over time, as they are increasingly supported by certain personal resources, biological, cognitive, psychological, and social. That positive affect serves to build. So, if you didn't understand that, I'm gonna try to sum it up for you. If you enjoy a new health behavior, you are more likely to want to do it. (laughs) You are going to think about it. Your body will respond better to it. You're more interested in inviting other people or being invited into it. All of your resources are going to build. And that in turn spirals back into you enjoying it, thinking about it, and engaging in it. Here's the final quote of the article. I'm going to sum up with this. People who prioritize positivity in their day-to-day choices of whether and how to lead their desired healthy lifestyle may be more likely to show long-term, sustained adherence to that lifestyle. So your invitation for this happy class week three, your homework, if you will, is to spend some time on a healthy behavior that you enjoy. Just for the fun of it, do something that you enjoy doing that will add to your health and also add to your positivity and increase your ability to come back to it over and over again. I can't wait to hear what you choose. I think I'm going to go on some more walks. Have a great one. I'll talk to you next time.